0: you are listening to the fit figure formula podcast i help female perfectionists beat self-sabotage and lose the weight for good using the fit figure formula coaching program i'm your host stephanie riles registered dietitian personal trainer and mindset transformation coach if you've been struggling with all or nothing thinking negative self-talk or self-sabotage this is the podcast for you learn how to get consistent and become the best version of yourself from the inside out so let's get started Hello, and welcome to the episode. Today, I'm going to be sharing a training that I did inside of my Facebook group. So my Facebook group, I go live every single week in my Facebook group. And not only do they get these amazing trainings, but they also get to ask me questions and engage with me in real time. So I have a quick question for you. Are you already inside of my Facebook group? If not, you'll definitely want to check out the show notes and come on over. It's a free group where I teach you more about macros and mindset. So I want you to sit back, enjoy this episode, take some notes, and don't forget to come over to the Facebook group by clicking the link in the show notes. Hello, hello, ladies. I am super excited to bring you this live today. So today I'm going to be talking about five assumptions that you may be making about your fitness journey that are keeping you stuck, stealing your results, and just generally keeping you from being where you want to be. So five assumptions that you may be making that are stealing your results. So the first thing is I always hear people say, well, I'm eating clean. I eat clean. I only eat, you know, I eat a lot of vegetables. I drink a lot of water. I don't drink any soda. You know, I, I don't put creamer in my coffee. Like I hear people trying to describe their diet and they use words like I'm eating clean or I eat pretty good. Or they tell me like this long list of things that they don't eat. (laughs) And sometimes we will assume that eating clean means that I'm hitting my right the right calorie level for me, for my body. And that may not be true. Eating clean does not guarantee that you're hitting the calorie goal that you need to be hitting. And I wanna be really clear with this one because it's not about eating less all the time. Some of you are actually under eating. Some of you are not eating enough protein, But you want to get toned, but you're not eating enough protein, right? So you under eating or not eating a lot because you're trying to eat clean foods doesn't solve that problem. So eating clean does not guarantee that you're hitting the right calorie goal. So when I say the right calorie goal, I don't mean the lowest calorie possible. I mean the right calorie goal for you, depending on like the diet phase that you're in or that you should be in and that could be. That could mean that you actually need more calories. That could actually mean that you need a little bit less. So eating clean does not guarantee that you're hitting your calorie goal. Eating clean does not mean that you are guaranteed to see results. And eating clean still means that you're kind of guessing at your calories, right? So if you're just generally eating clean. Now, there may be plenty of folks and you may be one of them in the past who like, You just change some of your habits and you were able to see results. And that's great. When we don't have to track, when we don't have to be super specific, we don't have like a time limit or um, a time goal, your birthday's coming up or something like that. And you're just generally changing your habits and tweaking your lifestyle and it works on the scale. Great. But if you have been doing that and you're not seeing the results that you want, then you kind of got to dig a little bit more and get a little bit more specific in terms of what, like how many calories are you eating. So a lot of times I will say, okay, what are you struggling with? And a potential client will say, well, I'm eating clean and I'm working out, but I'm not seeing the results that I want. And I'm like, okay, you're eating clean, but tell me more about your nutrition. How many calories are you eating? And they say, well, I'm not sure I'm eating clean. And they'll tell me, well, I don't drink soda and I don't eat fried foods and all of these things. But eating clean per se, which really looks different for everyone and doesn't mean anything specific, is maybe not going to help you get to the goal that you want if you've been doing that and that hasn't been working. Okay. So eating clean does not guarantee your results. You still got to know more about your nutrition in terms of like, how many calories do you need? How many grams of protein do you need? And how many are you actually eating by quote unquote eating clean? Okay. It doesn't guarantee results. So that's number one. So think about your dialogue. When you talk about your fitness journey, are you saying things like I eat clean? but you still have no idea how many calories that you're eating, right? So another thing, number two, is exercise. Thinking that exercise is the biggest driver of your results. So this can sound like when I ask a client or a potential client, well, what is your biggest struggle in getting to your goals? And they will tell me, that, well, they're, I'm working out, I don't, I don't know, I'm working out every day, and I'm still not seeing results. And they proceed to tell me how long their cardio sessions are, or how many days a week that they work out. And exercise is a very inefficient way for long-term fat loss, especially if you're trying to just do a whole bunch of cardio. Like, you could lose weight, And I'm not saying that cardio is bad at all, but the biggest driver of your results is going to be working on your mindset and working on your nutrition. And the biggest reason why you work on your mindset is so that you can manage your mind in order to be consistent, be self-disciplined, feel good along the process so that it doesn't feel like torture trying to get to your goal and so that you can maintain when you get there. But exercise is not the biggest driver of your results. So when you tell me how much you've been working out, I've been working out every day, I do two a days, or maybe like, it's also looks like if you're eating, let's say you overeat one day, emotional eating, or you went out on the weekend and drank too much, ate too much, and then you work out, like you overwork out. Maybe you do two a days or you go to the gym more often because you you feel like you overate, very inefficient way to have long-term sustainable results. Okay. So exercise and how much you're moving, you literally just need three to four workout sessions. Like a lot of us are not athletes anymore, even though I would definitely in my mind, I'm still an athlete and I only work out four times. I would say between three to five times. And when I say three to five, some of those days I'll go to the gym and I'll do some things, but it's not like a hardcore, like I burn a thousand calories workout. It is me moving my body. Sometimes I'll go to the gym and I'll literally just walk. I was telling my group coaching program last night that I'm scared of dogs. So if I'm like walking, I don't walk outside. I would love to walk outside. The weather's really nice right now, but I'm scared of a dog chasing me. So I go to the gym and walk on the uh, treadmill So it doesn't even have to be a super hard workout. And I think that this is another good point because a lot of times we will go to cardio because it feels like I'm burning a lot of calories, I'm sweating, and I can tell that I'm working hard because I'm breathing really hard, because I'm sweating a lot. And that in our mind translates to doing the work that needs to be done. However, when it comes to lifting weights, lifting weights, um, getting enough protein, getting enough sleep, getting enough overall calories is going to help you to build muscle and building muscle over the long term is going to help increase your baseline calories that you burn at rest, which is going to help you to just be able to eat more calories and still maintain the weight that you want. And I find that it's harder for women to tell when they're working hard or pushing themselves when it comes to weight training because a lot of you guys will stick with them three pound, five pound weights, and that's fine to begin with, but you really need to be increasing the difficulty and you can do that many ways, including increasing the weights that you're using. Um, So I find that a lot of ladies don't know what it's like or what it feels like Uh, especially if they're working out on their own without a trainer, what it looks like and feels like to work hard when it comes to weight training, because it's not going to be pain free, right? Even if you did like, you know, five pound weights and you did like sets of 20 or 25, like at some point, yeah, that's going to start burning. But when it comes to building muscle, we really need to be increasing that weight, <clears throat> increasing that weight, and um, challenging our muscles a little bit more. And we tend to shy away from increasing our weights. Um, and even though it might be painful, right? Like you may be doing tens for your shoulder presses, and that might cause some pain, but really you're a lot stronger than that. And you don't go heavier because it, you do feel a burn, but really it's not pushing your muscle to near failure. And it's still not changing your muscle as as much as it needs to, in order for you to see that muscle definition over time. So when it comes to exercise, exercise in and of itself does not guarantee results, right? You have to have your exercise, your non-exercise activity, your nutrition in check, your sleep, your stress, right? Managing all of those things. And and exercise is not the biggest driver of your results. You really want to be focusing on um your nutrition and knowing exactly how many calories you actually need. Okay. So then number three is when the scale goes up, you automatically just assume that you gained weight or that you did something wrong, right? So I did something wrong. I must've done something wrong because the scale went up. So I have lots of examples of this from clients that are inside of my coaching app and we weigh weekly. And so sometimes when I see their weight in there, I can see that they have posted a note and I'm like oh what is this note about and sometimes they'll say well I overate this weekend that's why the scale is up and to me when I look at two weights and let's say one is 180 and one's 182 I don't think to myself oh she gained two pounds I don't think that I need three at least three weights to um to see a trend or to identify a trend right and I I don't think of one or two weights and say, oh, she gained weight or lost weight. So I think that when the scale goes up, and we say this all the time, the scale will go up and down and that'll be fine. But when the scale actually does go up and down, it's like, okay, I did something wrong. I must've overeaten. I must've did something wrong because the scale went up. So that could cause you to either give up or get discouraged, When the scale goes up, that means I might be eating more than I used to or more than I would because I'm like, well, screw it. The scale went up anyway. So let me just have this extra piece of cake. Could look like overeating. It could look like you in your mind starting over and kind of micro quitting until Monday because the scale went up. It could also look like you overexercising because the scale went up because, again, you feel like you have to fix it or you did something wrong when that's probably not true right? Or it could also look like you cutting back on your calories too much. So sometimes we feel like, okay, I overate. So let me, let me dial that back. And we do a little bit too much, right? So a deep calorie deficit is not the way we want to lose weight. We want to lose weight on as many calories as possible. We don't want to train our body to lose weight on as little calories as possible. So when the scale goes up and down, I don't want you to freak out. This assumption that the scale will go down every single time is not a real thing. That's perfection. It's not a linear process. And I have literally had clients who will have a weight and they have it in in my app and then the weight that they take on another day is higher so they don't want to put that in. Then they may, you know, weigh themselves a couple of days later and it's lower. So then they'll put that weight in, right? So they're kind of like cherry picking the weights that they'll put in so that they can see that linear process, even though they have a few weights in there that may have gone up, but they don't like to see that because it's triggering, right? And so that thought process and that trigger really like that's some an area to work on because we don't want to internalize that. It's like, what are you really making that mean? Um, So making sure that when the scale goes up and down, it's just a tool, it's just a number. And over time, I wanna see what the trend is, but the intermediate weights of going up and down is going to happen and being solid with your plan, your strategy, and with yourself to know that like, it's okay, okay? So number four, Number four is you will thinking that you're going to lose, for example, 10 pounds a month every month, or thinking that you're going to lose five pounds a week, every week, or thinking that you're going to lose one to two pounds every single week. Cause we hear that a lot, right? So I had a client in the past who was like, yeah, I really thought I was going to lose five pounds every week. And I'm like, oh really? Like who said that? Who, who, so who told you that? <laughs> Uh, we have these expectations for our body. And then when our body does not comply, we think there's a problem. So if you want to lose fat, and so we're ta- this is what we're talking about. We're talking about fat loss. We're not talking about weight loss, really. Fat loss. We're talking about the long game of fat loss is not about losing five pounds every week. If you are losing five pounds every week or 10 pounds every month, either you're doing something drastic that won't be able to be maintained or for a very few select um, individuals, you may have like a lot of weight to lose and that might be something that you're on, but you're probably also losing some muscle mass and like losing muscle mass is never, it's typically never a good thing. So, When we even think about the one to two pounds per week, one to two pounds of fat loss per week does not mean that the scale is going down every single week. It actually means that if I take the weight that I lost over this 12 weeks and divide it by 12, then the average is typically somewhere between one to two pounds. Now, I think that that is actually not kind of high, but it is what you see a lot of times too, is like half a pound, half a pound. But because we have these expectations of one to two pounds or five pounds a week or 10 pounds a month, we don't think that the half a pound is good enough. Like who's going to lose half a pound every week. That's not going to be fast enough for me to get to my goal. But the flaw is not in your body's response to the stimulus that you're giving it, the flaw is in our understanding, in our expectation. So really checking that is the work. So thinking that we're going to lose all this weight super duper quick so that we can hurry up and check this off is an assumption that might actually be harming you in the long run because we want to do this quick, right? We want to lose fat really quickly so that we can get on with our life, right? Because we think that number one, there's a finish line and there's not because you'll get to that finish line and then you still have to maintain. And we don't talk about maintenance and what that looks like in tracking at maintenance. We feel like the only time we need to really be tracking our food or paying attention to our food is when we're in a fat loss phase. And when we've reached our goal, then it's like, that's out the window. We're not actually training ourselves and learning what it looks like and what it feels like in my stomach, what it feels like in a cadence during the day to eat at maintenance. And so that's why that maintenance sometimes is like a slippery slope. It's something like hard to maintain for some people because they're so focused on the fat loss and the calorie deficit and they're putting a lot of energy and focus on that. But then when they get to their goal, the maintenance calories, we just forget to care about that, we forget to track that, we forget to pay attention to the food that we're having because we've reached our goal, and then ultimately we find ourselves back right at square one. so number five is eating less and working out more is better, like this assumption that eating less and working out more has to be better, right? so let me tell you why this is not always true again, we do not want to be eating as little calories as possible to create our fat loss goal. Why? Because when we're in a calorie deficit, it's creating stress in our body, right? A calorie deficit is automatically stressful for our body. If we're not getting enough sleep, if we're not getting seven to nine hours of sleep, that's also physiological stress. If we are overworking out, that's also physiological stress. And our body responds to stress in our metabolism tries to adapt and compensate for the environment that we're kind of putting it in with lack of food, lack of sleep, overworking out. And it will slow down. It will try to conserve energy as much as possible to keep you from changing too much. And then your only resort is to even eat even less, right? Like that's the route that most people take is like, let me eat even less. Let me eat even less. And then it's a race to the bottom. And then you get stuck because you're not going to eat zero calories or, you know, 800 calories, 700 calories, which is like essentially starving for an adult person. And then even if, cause I've had lots of people tell me that they have eaten super low calorie diets They eat the super low calorie diet, they get to their goal, then guess what? They start eating regularly again. We're not paying attention to what is my maintenance? How do I even know where my maintenance calories are? Because I'm now a smaller person, right? Like say, let's say you do something restrictive and you lose weight on this diet. Now your body is literally a smaller. And then if you wanna go back to eating maintenance, that's why the reverse diet is so important. Because you got to figure out where your maintenance is. How do you know how much to eat? A lot of times we don't because we just stop tracking once we hit our goal. Okay. So um, being able to understand what diet phase you need to be in, either a calorie deficit, a reverse or maintenance, and understanding what that calorie goal needs to be, whether or not you need to be, Um, decreasing your calories or increasing your calories and then understanding where your maintenance is. And this is one thing that I'm going to be teaching inside of the, not only the fit figure formula coaching program, but also in the free um, masterclass that I'm having October 23rd. So if you are listening and you have not yet registered for or subscribe to the email list. You will want to go ahead and subscribe to the email list because I will be sending out the zoom link there, uh, only, and you'll have the opportunity to hop on a zoom with me, ask me any questions. I'm gonna be teaching you all about diet phases. So just to kind of recap, we talked about that the fact that eating clean does not necessarily mean that you're hitting your calorie goal, that exercise isn't necessarily the best driver for your results we talked about the scale going up and down and we assuming that we did something wrong. Number four, um, losing 10 pounds, five pounds um, a month or a week and having like super high expectations and these assumptions that our body is just going to do what we tell it to do because we decided that that's the number out of thin air based on no science at all. And then number five is the assumption that working out more and eating less is the answer to weight loss, which Sometimes it's actually not. So if you guys have any questions, I would love to take your questions. Um, I would love to see you in the masterclass. I would also really love to be your coach. I'm actually gonna be sharing something very special on the masterclass call. That is something that I'm super excited about. So you'll wanna be on the call to get that announcement. Um, but other than that, let me know if you have any questions about anything that we talked about today. Um, and I will talk to you next time. Thanks for listening to the fit figure formula podcast. If you're new here and you're struggling with your fitness journey, I invite you to take a super simple next step. Click the link in the show notes for a free training. If listening to this podcast has been helpful, imagine being inside the formula coaching program. You can apply for coaching with the link in the show notes. I hope to see you inside. (laughs) we <laughs>